0: And he was falling off his chair laughing, and I was like, "Who is this cute guy who is finding me hilariously funny?" <laughs> While everyone else is like, "What was that weird thing she just said?" And I was like, <laughs> "This is my guy. I've found my people." You know, um, and so yeah, our first date was so chill because he'd already seen me stripping on well, stripping on stage. Yeah, yeah, he he'd seen me on stripping on stage. He'd seen me be host. He'd seen all my. I couldn't censor my sense of humor, and I couldn't sort of censor my opinions because he'd already heard it all. You know.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Dear Men. This one is really exciting because I'm sure you guys don't remember this Uh, because many of you listeners haven't been with me for that long. But I have with me today a guest whose stage name is Vixen DeVille. And my original blog back in the day was Vixen on the Loose. So I feel very connected to you, Um, Kat. So this is Kat Lacoey, who performs as Vixen DeVille. She is a burlesque variety performer and burlesque and body confidence coach. So I'm really excited to have you at Vixen to Vixen. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is great.:
1: Yeah, so I would love to um, just hear from you because you know part of the reason that I had you on is that um, one of the things that you specialize in is helping women kind of get in touch with their inner vixen and bring it out and I 'm wondering, how did you get on that path? Uh,
0: I had been uh, i 've been interested in acting from a young age, and so I was in the acting performance world. And I think it was around about after I graduated from drama school. um, I must have been, yeah, 21, 22. And I stumbled upon this breakdown uh, in an acting breakdown for people to join this burlesque show. And I had no idea what burlesque was. I was very into Rocky Horror and stockings and suspenders. And I liked Gone with the Wind and corsets. And I liked dressing up. And I I was very drawn to... um, I used to go to like goth rock bars and be like, oh, I can get dressed up in my short skirts and high boots. And I loved the dressing up side of things, but I wasn't very, um, I, I felt quite shy as my own person. I always felt like I was sort of putting that character on. And so this idea of wearing lingerie on stage or being able to be sexual on stage was really attractive to me because I didn't feel like I was... I didn't feel like I could draw attention to myself in my everyday life. I felt like that was linked to being arrogant. It was linked to, to being, oh, look at me, look at me. And I didn't really feel I wanted to be that way, but the stage gave me a, a, play, a safe place to do that. But equally, I, I sort of pulled away from it because I was like, oh, if I do burlesque, it's stripping and it's wrong and I won't be treated seriously as an actress. So I just didn't apply for it. And then I was in a play with this woman who it turned out was running the show and invited me to come and see the show. And I was like, oh, that's the thing I saw a breakdown for. So I went and saw this show and I was like, wow, this is where I belong. Oh my, I can't believe I... I stopped myself from applying and I had all these self-doubts and this worries. And I saw this show of all these different types of women of different ages, shapes and sizes, all celebrating the person that they were and having the most fun on stage. And it wasn't sleazy. It wasn't seedy. It wasn't creepy. And I was like, I need to be part of what you're doing. And that was 2005. (laughs) Um, And so I joined that troupe and then it just expanded and unfolded from there.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting what you said about, um, being worried about it being sleazy or like, like I, so I performed burlesque uh, for a short while on the East coast. And I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to what is the difference between burlesque and stripping? Because I think for people who haven't seen a show might not be clear.
0: Um, my main, like to, to really define it, I always say that stripping is to tantalize the audience and burlesque is to celebrate yourself. Um, There's that sort of, that's very, very, very distilled distinction. I would say if you see a stripper on stage, it's very much to the audience, like is this, it's asking the question, is this doing it for you? Do you like this? Is, uh, what, what else can I be doing to make you more aroused and more intrigued? Whereas burlesque isn't asking the question, uh, Ooh, is this, what what do you think of my arm? What do you think of my boobs? What do you think of this? It's going, Hey, here I am. I'm amazing. Look at this amazing thing. Let's have fun together. And I recently did an act, uh, wearing a pig costume, um, (laughs) where the strip was me cooking myself on a spit and then ripping the flesh off. And I'm this dancing skeleton underneath and I was like, that's the difference between burlesque and stripping. There was an element of strip in my act, but it wasn't to turn you on. I wasn't like, oh, this bleeding, naked, skeleton, dancing pig is supposed to make you want to go, ooh, I'd fuck that, you know? <laughs> or ooh, would have sex with that, whatever you're allowed to say on this podcast. But it, it was an act that had a, a storyline and a through line, and it had an element of strip. But I wouldn't say it was stripping, because one is for... Uh, turning on a a third person, someone in the audience, and one is for you to really celebrate and release something within yourself. Um, Whether that's I'm expensive and beautiful or I'm powerful and demonic or, hey, I'm having a laugh up here and I'm clowning around and having fun. Burlesque can come in all those different versions of, you know, expensive Swarovskis and feather fans or... um, powerful sort of Maleficent-y evil characters, or it can be a clown fun. It can be comedic and you're baking a cake and getting it all over you. And, oh, isn't this fun for everybody? And we all have a laugh together. So it's it's really a a theatrical performance.
1: Um, Yeah, I really like that part about the, all the different ways of being creative in burlesque. And I feel like that's one of the things, like I remember seeing um, a burlesque show where the woman dressed up as a lamp and she had yeah. a lampshade over her, and she actually had a light that you could turn oh, on and love it. And so it was I love it was really It's so cute. Yeah, it's so
0: creative. It's so, it's it's an absolute form of self-expression. Because as an actor, you're if you're in a film or a theater piece, it's the expression of the writer and the director and the costume designer and the makeup artist. But when you create a burlesque act, you're picking your music, you're picking your um your costume, you're picking your concept and you're picking of what it is you want and what character you want to play. And it it is really putting yourself out there because if, if someone can like, if someone comments on your costume, well, you chose to wear it. If someone comments on your music choice, you chose, if someone comments on your political um, opinion, you're just absolutely putting yourself out there. It's not about the nakedness. It's, it's everything. You're a hundred percent self-expression there on that stage. And it's, it's so freeing and so exhilarating to be able to do that but it's also terrifying you know
1: well yeah let's talk about that for a minute because um you know you are a body confidence coach and burlesque um teacher as well as performer and I'm I'm wondering like what do the women that come to you what are they seeking? Like, what are they, what are they looking for? I mean, I'm sure there are different yeah. reasons that they come, but do you have any patterns that you've seen about what they're looking yeah. for? Either they're going through a
0: change of identity and that's either weight loss, weight gain, loss of a job, loss of a career, loss of a partner, um, or hitting a certain birthday. So it's like, I used to have this identity of this one thing Um, I was the CEO of whatever, or I used to be fatter or thinner or whatever, or I'm now becoming an older person, or I've, I was in this relationship and now I'm out out of the relationship and they're trying to figure out who they are. So it's like, I've been this one thing. I've been this one identity for such a long time. And now I've lost that. And now I've I've had the rug pulled out from under my feet and I don't really know who I am. And now I want to explore that. So there's that, that part of it. Um, and a lot of people um, have lost a part of who they was. They, they know who they are inside, but they've lost it. So they used to dance when they were younger, or they used to wear sort of more revealing clothing, or they used to be a performer, or they used to be outspoken and something has pulled that away from them. They've either had kids and not been able to, work on their performance career or they've got into a relationship where that, that person has stunted their growth or, you know, suggested, maybe you should wear this instead. Maybe you should do this instead. Maybe you should hang out with these people. And and they've started shaping themselves because they've fallen into that relationship that's become not necessarily controlling, but persuasive. Um, and they, they remember themselves being in this position, this space and they want to reclaim that and, and have that more, more of that in their life. So I guess that's the two. It's either they they know that they're missing something they used to have, and they want it back, or they've just lost their identity and they, they they need to rediscover who they are.
1: That's so interesting. It's also, I mean, it it ties a little bit into what you said about your start, which I would love to hear a little bit more about in terms yeah. of, you know, you maybe felt like you couldn't be Seen or be sexual or be, be a certain way in the world, but you could when you were on stage. Yeah. 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 Can you say more about what that was like sort of like integrating or how did that work? Well,
0: I mean, for me, my, my absolute personal journey was that I, I grew up not very confident in drawing attention to myself or kind of being the center of attention because I was I was very well-spoken for the area that I grew up in. And so I'd have a lot of like, oh, you think you're better than us because you, you talk posh or whatever. Um, I was very tall. So I'd walk into rooms and like, you know, I'd, I'd hunch over and kind of apologize walking into rooms because I didn't want people to think that I thought highly of myself or that was better than everybody else. So I would kind of not want to draw attention. And then I was very academic at school and it wasn't like cool to be academic or geeky. So it's like, oh, you just got 99% in this test. And I'm like, please don't announce it. Don't, don't, you know, I don't want people to think, oh yeah, I'm more intelligent than you and I'm better than you. And so I really had this hang up of, I want to blend in with everybody else. And I don't want people to think that I think I'm better than you or that I really want this attention. So my entire childhood was really trying as much as possible to fade into the background, what clothes is everyone else wearing? I want to wear them too. What's What music is everyone else wearing? I will wear that too. How much makeup are people wearing? I want to wear that much or that little. Rather than going, I want to listen to this and I want to wear this and I want to say these opinions, I was very much like, let me figure out what the consensus is so I can just fit in and not draw attention to myself. Um, there was obviously a part of me that yearned to um, express and say things and have opinions. And so I wasn't used to doing it. And that stage space was like, oh, now I can do it because it's not me. It's my character, Vixen DeVille. So if I say a bitchy thing on stage as Vixen DeVille, it wasn't me as Kat saying it. It was Vixen DeVille. I was playing a role. But in playing that role and in wearing that mask that I could hide behind, it allowed all these elements of my own, my true self, to come out without worrying about the consequences, without worrying what people would think about me. Because I could always be like, ah, 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 it wasn't me. It was me playing a role. In the same way that people go, nah, ah, I didn't do that last night. I was drunk, and they blame it on I was drinking, or I wasn't. You know, there's a lot of things people do when they're drunk that they they, they actually uh, yearn to do, but you can blame it on, eh, I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And I think the same way, like, eh, it was Vix and DeVille. It, and it gave me that excuse to be able to explore. Maybe I do have a bitchy side. Maybe I don't have to fit in with everybody. Maybe I don't have to be nicey and nice and have everybody like me. Um, so it's really nice um, exploring burlesque to be, well, I've been a wallflower my whole life. Maybe I want to be powerful or I've always been goofy and stupid to bring attention. Maybe I'm now serious and in control. And it just is a really nice reset button to say I've been this character my whole life, either because my parents may be that way or my siblings may be that way or the way I was at school, maybe that way. And now let's see what actually lives beneath the surface rather than what I put on as barriers, as armor to survive in, in society.
1: Yeah, I'm so curious to hear about, like, did you find that as you were playing Vixen Deville more, that that, those parts of you started to integrate into, like, did Kat get more of a voice? Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, it's
0: like, the thing about um, uh, having like a a cynical sense of humor, like I'll sometimes say the thing that is, is politically incorrect, or is kind of like, oh, you shouldn't really say that. But it's really funny. And I would never in my normal life say those things in case, you're like, oh my God, cat, you can't say that. Oh my God, you're so bitchy. But I would say it as Vixen DeVille and people would laugh and be like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm like, oh, I actually can say those things. And the people who are offended by them, maybe I don't want to be friends with those people. The people who are offended by that, maybe I don't need them in my life. And maybe I want to be around the people that appreciate that gritty sense of humor and appreciate that view on the world. Um, you know, that the pig act that I do could be offensive to so many different people but to me it was just such a interesting angle and it, it i mean vegans can say it's great for vegans or people can go oh, yeah you're eating meat people can watch that act and think i'm having a political view about so many different things but the truth about that act is that you can look at it in so many different ways and i'd be like normally oh i can't possibly be a dancing pig eating my own flesh on that's disgusting and offensive and but no i was like i want to get this out there and have people having that conversation like that's the power of it um so yeah the more that i did it on stage as vixen the more the response wasn't so negative as i expected and so the more i thought ah i'm allowed to wear these clothes say these opinions have these funny little snide comments It gave me like a training ground (laughs) to test out things, you know.
1: (laughs) I'm wondering if you know. Do you do you see that a similar transformation in the women you coach? Like, do you find that they come and they're not? You know, you mentioned that they're um, a lot of them have experienced some kind of loss. Um, I'm imagining perhaps, for example, some of them might be going through menopause or have gone through menopause Mm -hmm. or some other identity shift around their their femininity, or like you said, um, lost a job, maybe even gotten a new job that can be very disorienting. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you find in terms of their, their transformation? Uh, You know, like what I heard in what you said was sort of speaking your truth more. Like, have you seen that as a common theme? I think speaking your truth and giving yourself
0: permission because there's a lot of assumed normalities surrounding, um, if you're a certain age, you can't wear a certain thing. If you're a certain age, you can't behave a certain way. If you're a certain size or if you're a mother, if you've got a certain identity, you can't say or do certain things. And um, I had a, a, a student and I think their husband, most of my students' husbands are actually really, really supportive. But I think this one husband was like, oh, are you sure Are you sure you should be wearing a, a, sh- a skirt that short? Are you, sure, are you sure you should be showing that much on stage at your age? And it's like, why? Why? Who said that? that's your construct? That's your parents' construct. That's that's society's con- Who? I'm gonna I'm gonna blast that normality and question it because why shouldn't a person of a specific age behave a certain way? It's just something that's been created by a particular culture or a particular sect. And I think um, once I go, once I give them permission in the rehearsal room to behave a certain way or do a certain move or whatever they go, Oh, I can do that. The world didn't collapse. I can express myself in that way. I can be sexual. I can be cheeky. Um, I don't have to be in control the whole time. And so I give them permission in the rehearsal room. You go, Oh, and then they end up walking. Like I teach them the, the, you know, these core concepts of how to move in the space I had someone email me go, I was walking down the aisles of Ralphs and I was isolating and exaggerating and doing my rotation of eye contact just existing in the world. And I was like, great, you should walk down the aisles of Ralphs as you walk out onto stage as a ballet performer. That is how you should move around the world, you know, owning your space, owning your movement and, and not worrying that people are looking, not worrying, but actually drawing attention to yourself as you cross the
1: street or walk down Ralphs, you know? I think that would be an amazing um, music video to use like, grocery aisles as catwalks. Absolutely. i have, <laughs> have, have women like... Yeah. Theme, I think there's a
0: commercial for a shoe company that was like treat every day like your runway and it's all these people walking across, you know, the, the traffic light goes red and then they walk across the street and it's like they're strutting their stuff. I do that as well. Whenever the traffic light turns red and I have to cross the street, I'm like, I'm taking my time. I'm gonna sway my hips. Yes, everyone, in the cars look at me. I'm crossing the street. Like it's just <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. I mean roll would be a lot more fun if uh... <laughs> That's how we move through it. I also read that the number one place people check each other out is the grocery store.
0: Right, yeah. It
1: be really convenient, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to go go back to, um, you did mention the partners, the husbands. And yeah. I'm curious, um, you know, I'm just wondering, like, I think a lot of men, want their women to be more expressed and to feel more comfortable in their bodies and to um, feel sexier. Uh, And I'm just wondering, like, has anyone come to you? Like, have any women come to you because their husbands were encouraging of it? Or like, is there ever interaction there? Like, how does that work?
0: Yeah, I've had a couple who, a couple of women who have come to class because their husband bought it for them as like a Christmas present or a birthday present. Um, and sometimes it's because they've mentioned it. And so they've gone, oh, cool, I'll go and look for it and I'll buy it for you. And sometimes it's come out, like they've just found it and gone, well, I know my girlfriend's a bit shy and I thought this would help her. And and so they've come to class um, because they bought it. But you know what? I I don't think the two that I can think of who joined the full course because of their husbands or partners, I don't think ever made it through the full course. And I think you really need to want to do it and not be doing it for someone else.
1: Yeah. This is a really good point because it's a sensitive thing. Like if a man is with his woman and he, he wants her to be more open or more expressed or more, you know, turned on or more lit up, like, it's a really sensitive thing for him to bring that up or to mention it. Like, I'm wondering if you have any advice for men that are, that don't want to say it in a way that shuts her down and genuinely are, and genuinely aren't like, you should be sexier. Like that's not his motivation. His motivation is like, I would love to see you more expressed. That's basically it. It's like, I can sense that there's more, more in you that come out and I would love to see that. Like, how does that man talk about it with her? I think it really it really
0: depends cuz I'll talk about this later but my when I first started Burlesque, my boyfriend what well, my boyfriend's response was totally different but um I think it really boils down to why do you think that your partner needs to change in any way because whether they're talking about expressing themselves more or getting more exercise or eating differently or behaving a certain way um if if you want your partner to change because it's not jiving with you, then there's something in you that you should be changing, not your partner. If you see a pain in your partner and you want to help them, then that's different. So if you see that your your partner, um, maybe you go to parties and you mix around and your partner kind of likes to sit in the corner and, and keep themselves themselves. And you're like, well, that doesn't jive with my happy-go-lucky behavior. I need my partner to become more outspoken and more expressive check with your partner if that's okay. Like I would first, if that was a situation, cause let's go with an imaginary situation, at least say, Hey, were you okay? sitting in the corner all night? Like what's going on? And maybe they'll be like, yes, it was fine. Maybe they're like, you know what? I don't like these events. I don't want to go to them anymore. Or maybe they're like, you know what? I wish I could just be more outspoken. And if that's the response, then yes, you can help them. But if they don't want to fix the problem, then there's not a problem. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And I, I'm wondering, like, um, because something like what you said of maybe the woman has mentioned it before, like, oh, it's kind of sort of looking at this burlesque thing, but I don't know. And yeah. then she bought it for her. That makes a lot of sense. Because like, she has sense. already indicated, and maybe she's, like, a little too scared to actually purchase the package. Yeah, if exactly. she it, She's, like, dipping her toe in the water. That feels, like, a lot more welcoming than, like, hey, got, you know this could help you open up. Like I don't like if I imagine manding. like, I thought this could help you open up, I'd be like, um, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's so what might be a it's nice,
0: line? What might be a nice way in is if you took them to a burlesque show because I think a lot of what happened. I had this one girl who loved class. Her boyfriend had bought it for her, and she was like, "Yeah, I've lost." She she'd been uh, she joined the army. I think they'd both been in the army, and she's like, "I've lost a lot of my femininity because I've been like you know fighting and 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 being masculine and all this kind of stuff." And she used to be a dancer when she was younger, and she's like, "I love this, but I didn't know what it was going to be." And I think. If you just come up to your partner and you're like, hey, I bought this ballast class. It's like, oh my God, what are you signing me up for? Like, am I going to be taking my clothes off in the class? Like, what's happening? Ah." Um, And I think also be very careful about which class you buy them because I know for certain... I am terrified of these dance classes where they teach you all these moves and then you can't keep up with everybody else. And then you're, you're comparing yourself to everyone else. And it's just really scary. And and, and I, I'm so scared of those classes myself as as an actual performer and dancer. I'm still scared of those. I've got like, uh, you know, trauma from when I was a younger child, but um, make sure it's a class that is um like she'll come out of it feeling good. Don't give a class. that's like an advanced class or something that she's going to struggle with and maybe just take them to a show. So go, Hey, I've got date night. Like let's do date night this week. I'm going to take you out. We're going to go at this really cool show. Um, you know, have some dinner, have some drinks and see what her response is because mostly the response is like, wow, I wish I could be up there on that stage. Wow. That's amazing. And then, and you can just bring it out of the men like oh what did you think of the show did you oh wow if they're like yeah well it was a bit you know too much for me if they're like wow that was beautiful those women are so confident oh my gosh then you can be like well hey i saw this class do you want to you know and i think that's a really good way of easing it in because then they they know what they're signing up for they're not you know taking a a girl to a strip club and taking a girl to a burlesque show it's two different vibes and two different environments and um if she's never been to a burlesque show before, then at least in, uh, introduce her to that first.
1: That's a great idea. I also, I like the idea of it being like date night and like, let's dress up. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Right. Nice. Like it makes it fun and exciting and, and pretty low low barrier of entry and yeah all of the rest of that. Like, I really like that. Um, and I, yeah, I really want to stress like the burlesque shows that I've been to. You know, I think when we think of um, traditional strip shows or or whatever, there's there's a focus on the physical attributes of the performers. Yeah. It's like young, sexy people. And like, that's kind of what you're going for. But burlesque shows are, there's a whole range of performers. There's a lot of variety and there's, and it's fun. Like, it's funny. Like a lot of the acts, at least the ones I've been to are, like lighthearted and entertaining and funny oh, and it's not so serious or um the shows
0: around town they're all very very different so I definitely do a little bit of research don't just be like oh this is nearest to my house I check the res- check the pictures have a look at the research some of them are very tame and they're more like dance shows with a little bit more skin some of them are really um elaborate costume not just in the expense but in like some people are dressed up as pizza slices and like me dressed up as the pig and like people are dressed up as the statue of liberty like they're really elaborate set pieces you know and they are an actual it's like watching a music video in front of you and some of them are much more dark like i do i perform at beetle house la and they're all halloween themed so it's all fake blood and gore and really dark dark it's some dark shit you know but so maybe if you're into that and, and then there's another show that um it's a different theme each week, so sometimes it's like. Star Wars and sometimes it's um like Disney themed or so if you've actually got a theme that you both love like I, I took my boyfriend to um there was a, a Rocky Horror and Hedwig show and he's obsessed with Rocky Horror as well as I am and so I was like oh great we'll love this one because it's you know so even if the performers um aren't like like you know maybe they're all young and good looking or something and, and there's not variety of performers at least the theme is going to be something that you'll enjoy or at least that's something you can share together and just know if it's like some things if they're a bit more uh, sort of fetishy is involving chains and whips and and whatever and you're like oh that's a bit too that's a bit too much um, so do your research as to what show you're actually going to
1: first <laughs> right of course and since you, you you did mention your relationship i'm wondering like how how has dating been for you as a burlesque performer i'm sure you get lots of different like ranges of responses. Cause you've been doing this uh, for a well, um, while now. So how, what,
0: what's your Well, I'm, was at, it like? I'm actually engaged now. I'm going to be married next year. And I met him because he was friends with one of the other performers. And I met him, he was in my audience as I was the host of the show. And I always say that the reason we've hit it off is because when I'm hosting as Vixen DeVille, I am the most uncensored truest version of myself, heightened version of myself. So he'd seen me as Vixen de Deville on stage. And I remember very clearly, he was sitting in the front row and I sort of improvised this line and said this thing. And the entire audience went very sort of silent, tumbleweed. What is she saying? And he was falling off his chair laughing. And I was like, who is this cute guy who is finding me hilariously funny <laughs> while everyone else is like, what was that weird thing she just said? And I was like, oh, this is my guy. I've found my people, you know? Um, and so, yeah, our first date was so chill because he'd already seen me stripping on, well, stripping on stage. Yeah, yeah, he he'd seen me on stage. He'd seen me be host. He'd seen all my, I couldn't censor my sense of humor and I couldn't sort of censor my opinions because he'd already heard it all, you know? Um, so that was really great. What was difficult before I met him was when you meet someone in a first date, and they're like, "What do you do?" And you're like, "Great, here it comes." I know as soon as I say, "Oh, I'm a Belasque performer," they're like, "Ooh, ooh, will you do a show for me at home?" And I was like, "No, well, if you're a plumber, will you come over and just fix my pipes for free?" Like, um, I don't perform for you. I perform on stage for me and for the enjoyment of the audience and for that shared experience. For me, um, doing like a home show for someone always felt very not demoralizing, but just very, the power had shifted. I had a a boyfriend years ago who was like, oh, I want you to dance for me at home. And I was like, well, try it. Let's try it. And I tried it. And I just thought, I feel so used right now. Like I should be good at this. This is my job. And But now that there's no one else here apart from me and him, I feel very much that I'm like the lowest status status person and he's the high status person. And I'm doing this for him. And for his enjoyment. And if it's not good enough, I've done something wrong. And if it's not pleasing him, I'm in the wrong. And it just felt horrible. I really, really hated it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in, in um, pausing here because I think this is a really good um, segue into you know the feeling state behind it. So for example, if you're in a relationship and you've always wanted to do a striptease for your partner, Like you, you're you're like I feel like this would be really fun, but you're a little shy and scared. You know that's different, and I would imagine that I'm pretty sure you've probably coached women who've been in that in that um, scenario. Through the work with you, they've kind of built up the confidence to be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to go for it. I'm you know next date night. Like this is happening, and they're scared and they're nervous, but they're like, it's about them and it's about their beauty and their power and they want to do this dance for their partner because they love their partner but also they're like check this out like this is my body like this is my you know this is my reality and that's very different from kind of because what I heard in that story was like I kind of felt cheap like just like ew like I was just sort of here so that you can get off and that's a really different motivation and doesn't doesn't feel good. So the yeah. actual act might be the same of like, I'm going to do a striptease for the person I'm dating, but the, the motivation, I don't know, it's kind of everything.
0: Yeah. It's, um, if you want to do it for your partner, it's such a different thing. It's like, I'm going to do this thing. You sit there, you step back. I'm going to do this amazing thing, and it's because I'm in control of the situation. But if they say, hey, will you go and dance for me, do this thing for me? It's unless that's your vibe, unless that's your dynamic that you already have set up between you, it's very persuasive. It's very forceful. I mean, bring it back down to the basis of like, why do you never cook me dinner? I wish you'd cook me dinner someday. Uh, If you then go, you know what? It's his birthday next week. I'm going to cook him dinner. I'm going to go and take a cooking class and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to prep it all. He's going to come home and I'm going to find out his favorite. I'm going to make him this amazing dinner that's because you, you knew he wanted it and you thought, I want to do this really great thing. I'm going to, and it's interesting to me and I'm going to do it. If he was like, you've you've got to cook me dinner tonight. It's your turn. You cook me dinner. Oh, fine. And then you do it begrudgingly and you're like, fine, I'll guess I'll cook dinner then. Oh God. Oh, like it, it just feels like you're doing it because you've been told to and not because you have any interest in doing it yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering like, So specifically for, for dancing, do you feel like there's any way again, for a man to like do it in an inviting way? Because I, you know, I think there's, there's like an expectation, there can be an expectation of like, you should do this versus like, I would love to see this, like this, that would really turn me on. Yeah. And, And not, not, you have to do it just like, yeah, I, I've definitely fantasized about you doing a striptease like that, that. I find that very sexy. Yeah.
0: I think you always have to put yourself in a mix talking about, oh, do date night and go to the burlesque show rather than you saying, I've bought you this class. Now you're going to go and do this class. You're going, let's both of us go to this burlesque show together. So in that case, if you want to bring up a, a thing of like, I want you to do this thing for me, I think start it from a place of what can I do for you? Because if you start that conversation, or maybe you set up a surprise for them and you go, hey, and, and then you do this thing, whatever it was that, that you want to do for them, like the man does it for the woman. And then that brings up the conversation of, like, oh my God, that was so much fun. What can I do for you? Or um, yeah, you just don't have, ever feel pressured into doing it. It's good to know. But I think bring up that conversation of, Oh, is there anything you've never done in a, in a relationship before? Is there any fantasy you've ever had in a relationship before? And you can open that up as a discussion of the two of you together. So it's not the power shift of, I want you to do this for me. It's the, what, what do we want to do for each other? Like what,
1: what is, what is the
0: relationship better?
1: Yeah. And And also the, the sort of orientation of like, I would find this really sexy because yeah. I would imagine if I were, you know, if my man said I would find this sexy, I would be like, oh, well now I'm more interested in doing it. Right. He, yeah. You know, rather than you should do this or I or I want you to do this. And like you said, it's coming from him and his experience. Like he's sharing something of himself with me yeah. rather yeah. than it being about me. It's kind of like I would find this sexy because you know, I would find it really sexy if my man planned a getaway weekend for us and was like right. This is when I, we're leaving at six. Like, you know, can you get the time off work on Monday? Like I'm taking us away. I would find that really sexy. So I am imagining that my man would want to know that I would find that sexy. Right. You know, like, it's like a hint, like, Hey, I would find this really sexy, which is not, you have to do it. It's not like I'm demanding that you do this next weekend, but just like, you know, just so you know, I would, I would find that really sexy. Like I would be very turned on if that like happened
0: you would feel horrendous if, if some guy was like, if, if you said, I want you to be on a weekend, he's like, Oh, fine. I guess. And he only did it because he felt pressured to do it. The sexiness comes from them doing it off their own accord in my mind. I mean, that's a
1: really good point. Yeah. And that's, again, that's one of those things where the words can be the same words. It's the motivation behind them. So if I'm sharing to get my partner to do something, right. Like it's a manipulation, but if I'm like, just sharing, like, I, I find this really sexy, like, this is something I would find really sexy that's different because you can, you can feel it. You can feel in, in their tone, in their voice, and how they're holding themselves. You can feel it when there's, like, a manipulative, like, trying to get, get something from you versus yeah. just a genuine sharing of, like, I would find this really sexy. And the other thing I think is that when you say to someone, I would find this sexy or I find this sexy, there's an element of vulnerability in that. Absolutely, sharing what you find sexy. What would turn you on, and that's maybe part of what has it feel more inviting. Is like I'm sharing a little bit of myself with you. Like I'm sharing my heart with you, and that's a really different feeling than I want you to do this thing for me. Yeah,
0: and what's really great is if you go, you know, what no one's ever done with me, or yeah, with me rather than for me. You want anyone's like. Um, because the the getaway, you can say we did that together, not he did it for you. So you say, you know what? I've never done with anybody is where they dress up as a whatever and we do this thing, and then they tie me down and blah blah blah. But if you go, you know what? My ex girlfriend always used to do this thing, and you never do. Oh well, then I'll never ever do that again. Like <laughs> you know, don't start mentioning that. Like well, you uh, all other girls would do it, and you don't. There's therefore something wrong with you. You know. Like, <laughs>
1: That's probably, yeah, that's probably hard not to do it. So I'm curious, since you do um, coach women and you've seen these kinds of transformations, what have the women or have they shared anything with you in terms of how this work has impacted them in their relationships?
0: I think uh, it's become I mean, I, I've had a couple of people who we choreographed and act purely for them to perform at home rather than to perform on stage. And they just loved that they had this, they love the powerful secret that they had um, because it was like they were planning this thing and they hadn't been asked to do it. So that was actually a really nice area of it. I think their, um, their husbands have just had such joy in seeing them so happy. I coached a couple of people. Um, one was an online student and I I never like the husband to be really involved in the training because I feel like, this is your time for you to experience you and I don't want your husband getting involved in that. I don't want them going, well, maybe you should dress up as a schoolgirl. Oh well maybe like no no, no, let them make their discoveries for themselves and then you can have a say later on. But this girl she brought him in uh, to film the online classes so she could um, she could you know do the rehearsal without holding the camera and he was holding the camera. and I was really like,, uh, I don't want him in the room like I'm not sure, but I let it happen anyway. And then it turned out, when I would suggest things, she'd be like, Oh, I'm not really sure. And you go, come on, do it, do the teacher tells you. And I was like, Oh, I love that. He's like taking my side (laughs) as the coach, you know? And he, he became the ultimate burlesque husband. He was so supportive. He was helping her build little props and sets. And he came to the show and brought everyone like, you know, sort of cookies and stuff. And he just was like, I've never seen her so happy. She's just, uh, just shining all the time. And, It's not all about the kids. It's about her, and I just I see the old, I see the old version of her again. And I think it just not that necessarily them doing a burlesque act means they're more sexual with their partner or will then do dances for them. I think just the natural confidence build that it is and the fun that is involved. Like it, it, I'm my, my, my business coach once said, you're just selling fun, cat. That's what you do. You're just selling fun and people who've lost fun in their lives. Just, Oh my gosh, they have such a transformation of like, this is just so much fun. And they, um, they sort of fall in love with their partner all over again. And that's just beautiful to see.
1: Oh, that's a really sweet story. I like the, um, that she was shining and that it just, I feel like her inner light was coming out and he gets to bask in that inner light.
0: Yeah. And I have another one, she did the intro class and her husband was waiting for outside and she walked out and he's like, what did they do to you in there? She went, I'm just so happy. He was like, right, you're signing on for the full course because I've never seen you this happy. And so that's... (laughs) that's a really great way of getting to sign up. It's not going, I want you to sign up. It's like, look, you, you obviously enjoy this and now you're, you know, you, we need more of this in your life. Cause you're so, you're so shiny.
1: <laughs> right now. Oh, that's really cute. I love it. So where can people find you if they want to get involved? I mean, you're, you're Southern California based, but I saw you performed all over the world. So what's the, um,
0: yeah, so I do, um, I'm actually relaunching my online courses. Um, if I have enough people in one town, what I will do is I will come out to that town and we'll do a showcase of all this, of all the, um, of all the students. But yeah, I've had, I have students in Poland and Sweden and Australia, uh, all over the U S and so I train with people online for their own personal goals whether that's to perform for their partner or to perform at a show. And I will always help you find a performance spot in your hometown. And if you can't find that, then if you can make it out to LA, I put you on stage out here in LA. Um, if you are in Southern California, then they, I do in-person classes here in LA. And every, every course guarantees that you will have a debut performance slot on stage. And that's not a student showcase. That's um, It's you doing a debut as yourself like yourself um, in a professional show. So it's not like, it's the students. It's like, yes, you're, you're debuting your professional act, you know.
1: Wow, I love that. So it's vixendeville.com. It is, yeah. For all of that info and um, any parting words that you have for um, for the guys who really are are wanting to support their partners in their full expression.
0: I think that. Um so a story I was gonna say about when I first got into burlesque was, um, it was so exciting for me to be like, oh, maybe I can wear this leather corset and maybe I can be girly and maybe it can be powerful. Maybe it can be fetishy, um, dominatrixy rather. Um, and I was so excited to explore this world. And um, a story I say in my solo show is that I, I bought this leather corset with all these buckles on it. That was so heavy duty and really just lit me up for some reason. And I took it home to my boyfriend and he sort of just sort of stared at me and was like, oh, well, if that's what you're into, and just kind of walked off. And he was very much against me spending any time with this group. And he was very much against me, like, oh, why don't you come home straight after rehearsal? And oh, I think they're a bad influence on you. And that made me very, I knew I wanted to pursue this era of myself. And I knew that he sort of disapproved of it or was scared of it, or so I don't know what whether it was a threat to him. But I think if you can just support any interests that your partner has or your your potential partner has, even if you think it's not, you know, like if my boyfriend wants to start riding a motorcycle again, motorcycles are dangerous. I'm terrified of them now. I've had so many people, but if that's something that's burning inside, inside him, if I'm to say, no, you can never ride a motorcycle that's quashing a part of him that's truly him. Like he needs to go ride that motorcycle and make his own mistakes and decide for himself he doesn't want to ride it anymore. And I think that if someone has an interest in burlesque or an interest in bird watching, or in it like support that. And that doesn't mean that you have to go and do it with them, but they need your blessing and your support so that if it does mess up, if it isn't their interest, then they have you to come back to. And that, you know, if, if it is something that they love, that's not a threat to a relationship. Just because they're going to go, you know, perform in a burlesque show twice a week you haven't lost your partner that's something they do and that's their interest but you're still a couple and you're still important and that's just you have to let your partner sort of fly be free and discover who they are that's a very long parting words but (laughs) (laughs) I hope that makes sense (laughs) that was great yeah
1: I think it's um I think it's important what you touched on of like the, the deeper, just the deeper awareness of like, why does something make you make you uncomfortable? Like, is it that you're insecure? Cause I would imagine, like you said, that must've sparked some either insecurity or fear on his part. Yeah. He wasn't quite willing to own. So yeah. it's totally okay to have that um, as long as you own it. And you're yeah. sharing that with your partner and not shaming them for yeah. their interests, but just sort of like, being aware of like, oh, wow, I'm I'm super happy for you and I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Like, that's fine to share, but not like, well, these people are a bad influence on you. Like, you yeah. mm, that's not really okay. <laughs> um, cool. And the only other thing I would add to that is also like appreciating what your partner is already doing or the way they already look or, you know, things that you already find sexy about them. I Absolutely. think that's a great doorway into just building up their own confidence and kind of everything kind of flows from there. So just throwing that out there too. Okay, thank you so much for being on. This is a really fun discussion and I really do encourage everyone that's even potentially interested in burlesque to go to a show, go to a show, take a class. It's really fun. It's entertaining. It's it's all the things. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com www.pleaserinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day.